Welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. This podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Women Collective, this podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with the Jesus-led life, to step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and to step into a life of freedom and abundance, this podcast is for you. In this podcast... Before we dig super deep into this podcast, there is something that I have to confess to you. We are going to be super real and honest and vulnerable here, right? So it's only fair that I tell you that I am not qualified to do this podcast or this ministry. I don't have a fancy college education or a degree. I'm not yet a theology major or a Bible major or any other fancy title. I don't have a ton of money to invest in it. I don't meet the criteria for any of the standards like that. But guess what I do meet? God's standards. Last episode, we chatted about the characteristics of the abundant woman. We just named a few, five, and they were great. None of that required letters after your name or fancy titles. You didn't hear them announce like Samantha Siemens, comma, MD of Bible stuff. No, what it does require is sacrifice, love, surrendering, bravery, boldness, and like all of the things we talked about. The thing is, I have always been your average Jane, your average Sam. I grew up in the Bay Area, Bay Area, um, specifically in Antioch and Oakley, California. I never moved outside of like a 20 mile radius. We were completely invested in our community, and so it was the type of town where I couldn't go to Walmart or Target without running into someone from high school or the city or just all the things we were involved with, but like, (laughs) I wasn't popular. We were just involved in a lot of things, and so I knew people. Um, Side note, because of where and how I grew up, (laughs) your girl is 100% holy with a side of hood. I joke that I'm from the west side of the kingdom, west, west, y'all. I love deeply. I protect fiercely. I may be the literal definition of a mama bear who protects her cubs and her husband and her friends and strangers, but like in the most holy way, you know? Okay. Anyways, back to this. So I wasn't super popular. I just did a lot of things. So I knew people, but it was the type of community where you could run into people at the Walmart. I was also a cheerleader for 14 years, 14 years, y'all competitive cheerleading. I loved it, but like not the Hollywood screen movie cheerleader, not like the pretty most popular girl in the town. (laughs) In fact, I was a little more awkward, chubby, but I loved football and I loved encouraging others. Those things, those two things still hold true today. I do love football and I love encouraging others. I joke now that like I'm a professional encourager. I am a professional cheerleader, even from the sidelines, and even today, hopefully with this podcast and ministry as well. I am also a pastor's kid. I grew up in the same church from the time I was five years old up until we left. Uh, The funny part is I was never really like, 
I'm a pastor's kid. Like, hi, I'm a pastor's kid. That wasn't honestly until I was older that I realized that was sort of like a thing, an identity that people put on themselves. It was just for me like a role. It was something I got to do. It's something I love to do. I always, even now, I'm a huge cheerleader and champion for the small church, for the local church. And even, (laughs) even despite so much, so much church hurt, I love people and I love small churches and local churches who are doing the work and being with the people. Um, in high school, (laughs) I got my senior letter. I got one for cheerleading, uh, one for softball. No, did I get one for softball? Y'all, I can't even remember. And then, but I got one for being a thespian. Please, please hear me. T-H-E-S-P-I-N-A-N. Thespian. It was for theater. I love live theater. I still do to this day. But I was in the thespian club. And unlike, you know, the Hollywood movies as well, I was not like the star of the show. I wasn't the singer. I wasn't the actor. I was the girl behind the stage doing the checklist, building the sets, painting the things, getting ready for production behind <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, another fun fact is I worked in the medical field for over 14 years, not as a surgeon or a trauma doctor or anything else fancy, but I started as a medical assistant, then a secretary, then a clerk, and then eventually an ICU and ER tech. I loved it. I love serving. I love doing what people said. I loved helping and caring for people and spending time with patients and their families. Um, it's funny as I'm saying these these just little glimpses of my childhood that I've always played a supporting role. I've always done things to help others, which I still love, but it's never been the star of the show. So this podcast, just so you know, in this ministry is completely a God thing because I would love to help. In fact, I have a marketing agency that helps people do the podcast and do the things, but not be the person on it. (laughs) Um, Some more facts about me. I have faced loss and death and heartbreak, um, but I've responded to each of those scenarios differently. And some of them we will get into later. Um, But one of which was when I was faced with my first heartbreak, which was the loss of my grandpa, uh, senior year, I was mad. Your girl was not happy. And so my response to that, instead of grieving properly (laughs) was to wild out a little bit. I did what I wanted, hung out with who I wanted. I was just on a mission to have fun. Nothing too crazy, but definitely for me, it was a season of rebellion, a season that part of me also thought I had to walk through to like create some sort of testimony. If you are a church girl, a pastor's kid, you were a good girl, born and raised, whatever that sounds like for you, let me just tell you that you don't have to create a testimony to have a testimony. You don't have to create a hardship or walk away or do any of these things to create a testimony. Your testimony could also be that you were faithful and you were a good girl. We're going to talk about good girl in a minute, but that you followed Christ since you were a little girl. So learn from me. You don't need to think that. You don't have to create or have a testimony. A crazy thing happen to be a testimony. Your testimony is your life story and what he's done through you and for you. This was a weird season for me because I was always, like I said, a good girl. I um, was a good girl growing up, obedient, faithful, lots of sass and sarcasm, but I loved Jesus completely. Um, I loved him 
for as long as I can remember. And like a mature kind of love, even as a kid. But I also realized as a grown up now that I had a misconception back then that there was like this checklist that needed to be fulfilled. I needed to do the right things, uh, play the right role to be loved more by God, to be a good girl for God. I knew that he loved me, but if I checked off the boxes, then maybe he would love me more, which is not, is not an identity that I carry anymore. And hopefully if you heard that and, and can relate to that, we can talk more, but that is not an identity for you. So during that little rebellion phase, it was honestly like a year or two and it was drinking, it was partying and that's about it. I love to dance. So I went to clubs. Um, that was the extent of it, but it was complete polar opposite for me. And during that time, I still loved God. I still knew who he was. In fact, I remember having several drunken conversations with girls who weren't believers about God as I was intoxicated. So not the best witness, but I still loved him. I just was walking through this because I was angry. And ironically, it wasn't until the tragic loss of our close family friends. Um, they were so very close, like did holidays together with us. Um, and we lost them tragically that it hit me in a, like a ton of bricks, but in a different way. It was different than my grandpa. I wasn't mad. That loss actually made me realize how short life is. And the seven children that were left behind reminded me that I was being foolish and selfish and stupid, honestly, um, and that people needed to hear who this Jesus was. The Jesus that I so madly loved, was upset with, but loved that this mission was way more important than my partying and having fun. And that through that, the Lord reminded me of who I was, whose I was, and that he's always loved me and been there for me. And so it was a lesson that I wish I didn't walk through, but I learned um, similar to the prodigal son in my own version. And I'm so thankful that the Lord had grace for me. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it talks about his grace is sufficient for me. And that's for you too, friends. So regardless of our past story, regardless of what we've done, mistakes we've made, if we've intentionally walked out, whatever it is, despite all of that, his grace is still sufficient for us, for me, for you. So pause that. I want you to really soak that in. And if you're walking in a season where you don't believe that, then I'm praying for you, encouraging you that you, you take that to heart, that he, his mercy is so good and his grace is more than enough for you. Through that season of craziness, I met a man who became my best friend and then my boyfriend and then my husband. And now we have four children together, uh, ages 10, eight, six, and four. And we are living a life literally only only one that God could have orchestrated. Each one of my kids have like a unique story and a testimony through their pregnancies and um, deliveries that we've had to overcome that's made us stronger and made us partially who we are today. Um, Those stories we'll probably get into later different episodes, but I am still so amazed that during a season of me being God, mad at God, during a season of rebellion, that he still used it for his good and his glory. Matt got saved. We got married. Like it, it's all good. There was also a season, such a good season, a hard season where, uh, Matt and I helped plant a church in my hometown. It was, um, the same church that I'd grown up with, except for lots of changes had been made, lots of loss. And, uh, we decided to shut it down and re- restart it with a different name, a different mission, different people. Um, 
we, that needs to be its own podcast episode too. But, um, that was one of my favorite things. It was Oakley church. I, I loved being a part of it and helping it grow and do all the things. And then 2020 hit. And then the Lord was calling us to a different place. And we moved me, Matt, our four kids completely across country from California to Tennessee, where we did not know a single soul. And we have lived here at the time of this recording. We've lived here for 20 months. Um, it has been an incredible change, an incredible season. And it all happened because we said yes, our best yes. And we said yes. Um, we also held on so tightly to the scripture um, in Ephesians 3.20 that says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That sign literally hangs above my kitchen table as a reminder that we said yes to God because we knew we had our hope in him. We had our faith in him. We knew that his life was so much better than anything we could have asked for, imagined for, that he wants immeasurably more for his children according to his will and to his purpose. And so that's a word for y'all too. If there is something that the Lord is pressing on your heart to say yes, the best yes you will ever make is literally saying yes to God because he already has it orchestrated anyways. He already has your best and his best purpose for your life at heart. Like he loves you so much. He gave his son to die for you. That's how much. But if you're walking through a season where you're not sure, we will continue to pray and encourage you. But seek his face because chances are this yes will be the best yes that you could ever make. But you're probably wondering like, Sam, why am I telling you all this? I believe in the power of stories. I believe that me sharing glimpses in my life will help to bring hope to others. Um, to the person walking through grief, to the person who is a pastor's kid and feels like they need to struggle to have a testimony, to the woman who feels not good enough, unqualified to do this Jesus thing, um, who feels not called to do these things, to the woman who's listening to the world louder than the word. I believe that each guest will have her own unique story and she'll bring that story here and it'll be related to and listened to by a different woman than me. I have my life and I have my story and you will continue to hear more of it so you can get to know me and my heart and also all the things that the Lord has done. But like you might be listening and you might be single and I'm married. You might not have kids and I have four. You might live in Timbuktu and I live in Tennessee. You might have never struggled or struggled way more. Like there's things that you're going to hear from me that maybe you're like, dang, I can't relate to her exactly, which I hope my words can still encourage you and the scripture that we go over and teach can equip and empower you, but there's also going to be guests on here that are going to be for you. Chances are they're going to have similarities. They're going to be walking through things that are just like you. They're going to have lived through things that maybe you've done too. And if you don't have a guest on here that you're like, dang, Sam, none of these girls sound like me, then get your butt on the show because we are always taking um, guests who want to share their story and use what God's done for them to give hope and encourage and equip other women. So there's always that too. But everyone has different circumstances, different lives, different successes, different failures. Every single one of us looks, acts, speaks differently. But yet the Lord still uses each and every one of us to fulfill our own purpose and ultimately his purpose and his will. How cool is that? Because you are in Christ, you are qualified and he will equip you to do his will. 
I, like I shared, have played extra roles in life. I have been the supporter. I have been the encourager, the listener, all those things. And he's used those seasons all for his glory. And now (laughs) I'm doing this and I'm not qualified. I'm not, there's no fancy title to my name. There's no, um, I'm a speaker, teacher, all those things. I'm just Sam who's being obedient to the thing that he's called me to. And he is equipping me to do this. And he is putting people in my life who are going to fill in the gaps that maybe I don't have. Like my talent is not drawing. My talent is, you know, there's some things that practically I'm not talented in and that's fine. And he is calling those other women who are talented in that to join this mission for you to join this collective. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Isn't it so cool that he's created it beforehand? Like before we even knew he already has it prepared for them. We just have to walk in them. We have to say yes. In Hebrews 13.21, It says he'll equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen, sister. He is going to equip us for his will, for his work that he wants us to do. In Exodus, Moses says, who has made man's mouth? I'm sorry, this is Jesus talking to Moses. (laughs) Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Sometimes, ladies, I feel like Moses. I feel like the dude who has the speech issues or isn't qualified to say the things and be the leader that he is. And here it is where God's like, didn't I make you? Didn't I? Can't I speak for you? I'll be your mouth. I'll teach you what you shall speak. Just go. So this is our call to action, our bear to arms. We are going because I believe that we are going to reach a generation where it's you and I, the average Janes, the average women, the everyday women who walk through some things, lots of things, but we are going to share our stories of how he loved us and how he showed up for us. And don't get me wrong. I love a good preaching from Christine Kane or Jenny Allen or Bianca Oltoff. I love a good back, a good book from Kay MacArthur and Rebecca Lyon and Jamie Ivey. Like I love learning from women who have platforms and who are doing incredible things for the kingdom. I love it. But what I love more is sitting down for coffee with a stranger or a friend is hearing their stories, is hearing how the Lord has worked through them or is working through them. Love getting to know them. I love getting deep fast because I don't have time for superficial relationships. So this is it, friends. This is our coffee chat. This is that conversation for you and me and all of our guests with lots of Bible, lots of raw conversations, lots of fun and sisterly combos, and a side of sarcasm. This is what this is about. We get to do this work, and I'm so honored to do it with you ladies. So grab a cup of Joe. Who says that? Grab a warm cup of Joe. I just said it though. Grab your cup of coffee or tea and be prepared to hear from women every week from all different kinds of lives with all different stories to share. And they get to share their hearts and experiences with you here. We are so honored to get to create a culture where we're just going to learn from them, gain hope from the things they've overcome, garner wisdom from biblical truth. And we get to be a part of this collectible the Abundant Woman Collective. Until next time, friends. 
friend. I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.